0: Everyday witches emerge from the shadows of secrecy. Broom closets are flinging open and witches are taking flight. Whether you are hiding in your cozy closet or flying with pride, stay for a spell as witch casting with Theodora Pendragon and her guests share magical moments, stir the cauldron, and debunk misinformation and misconceptions about paganism, witches, and our wonderful world of magic.
1: Do you know what they say about witches? They eat babies. They worship Satan and they're all going to hell. You've heard all that, haven't you? We eat babies, we worship Satan, and we're all going to hell. This is Theodora Pendragon, and today I'm going to talk a little bit about why some people believe this. Do you know why they believe it? Because they just don't know. I'm going to tell you a little story. In early 2020, a new Facebook page was created to announce the first Austin Witch Fest. It was an event by witches, for witches, to promote diversity, inclusivity, and celebrate and educate witchcraft's religion. Within days of its launch, the page exploded with interest. Vendors, attendees... The organizers announced that there would be two keynote speakers, Danielle Dion, the author of Magical Mediumship, and Matt Oren, author of Psychic Witch. The event attracted more people every day, and the list of vendors grew. It attracted thousands. Yes, thousands. But the event attracted more than enthusiastic witches. Just weeks before Witch Fest, flyers started appearing on people's cars. Pink flyers. One of the witches found one on her vehicle, and she posted a picture of the pink flyer in this Facebook group. This flyer appeared to be an invitation. It had all the typical who, what, where, and when that you would find on an invitation. On the front of the flyer, it said, prayer call to all Christians, in protest of Austin Witchfest 2020. Then it had the date and the time and the address of the venue. On the backside of the flyer was A Prayer Against Wickedness, three paragraphs long. If they were trying to stir our cauldrons, it worked. The Witchfest Facebook page grew up with concerns and speculation. It was crazy. Who are they? How many? What are they planning to do? I attended Witch Fest, and the event was perfect in every way. I talked to numerous interesting people, shopped, listened to the musicians, and I even conversed with the two featured authors, Matt and Danielle. After eight hours of an absolutely fun-filled day, I decided to leave. As I walked through the rows of parked cars searching for my car, I remembered. Protesters. I forgot to look for the protesters. So I turned around and I flagged down one of the police officers who was directing traffic to ask him if he saw any protesters. He did. He chuckled and said, Yes, there were five protesters. I told them to go home and mind their own business. And they left. Five? Only five protesters? Well, at least their recruitment flyer didn't attract many willing to participate in the protest. So these five protesters were concerned for and about the 3,000 people attending the festival. And yes, there were over 3,000 tickets sold at WitchFest. But where did they get their information that the attendees were wicked? Why are witches wicked? Because the popular trope of children being stolen by witches is most notably included in the fairy tales like Rapunzel and Hansel and Gretel. It's no surprise that people who grew up with these stories now describe witches and witchcraft is evil and wicked. Common witch tropes are found in popular media like Hocus Pocus and The Wizard of Oz, which derive from children's fairy tales. These popular stories, told to children repeatedly, are made and remade, include magic, witchcraft, and the wicked old witch as a central theme, none of which offer any positive examples of who real witches genuinely are. It's no wonder these stories that the popular description of the evil witches brought to children's minds early on. Images from these stories show the type of fantasies that existed surrounding various aspects of witches. Whether she was the ugly old woman who wanted to cook and eat children from Hansel and Gretel, or the evil woman who performed magic to steal Snow White's youth and beauty. The indoctrination of these images during early childhood then continue with even more spectacular films throughout adulthood. These negative portrayals of witches in films are popular because people love watching disturbing horror movies. If witches were portrayed accurately in books and movies, they would not live up to these fantastical images. They wouldn't be exciting or mysterious enough to engage the audience's attention. And they certainly wouldn't generate much revenue. The imagery of the witch has been repeated and replicated throughout our modern history and embedded into the minds of the majority. We shouldn't be surprised that many non-witches have a minimal understanding of witches and witchcraft. It has been brainwashed into their mind, which promotes misinformation and sensationalism. So along with the books and movies depicting witches inaccurately and negatively, many connect ideas of witchcraft with worshiping evil and explain the concept within their own religious terms as it may relate to Satan. This stems from the history of early Christianity when the word witchcraft was initially used to refer to those who went against the church of the time. So I did this thing. Since I was curious to know firsthand what people say about pagans and witches, I created an anonymous survey and posted the survey on social media platforms. The two platforms I used were Facebook and Nextdoor. Within these two platforms, I posted the survey in several private groups. I told them it was a school assignment. I asked 10 questions to gather their knowledge and opinions about various religions. These questions were only to throw them off so that they would know that I was gathering information about their understanding of paganism and how they would describe a typical witch, which were the last two questions of the survey. So it appeared to be a survey about different religions in general. A total of 561 people respond, much more than I ever anticipated. From the majority of the survey responses, clearly, the P word and the W word are scary words. These five-letter words give people outside the pagan community a totally different meaning. The majority of the respondents were Christian. Most of the Christians had little or no direct knowledge about the other religions that I had listed. Only seven had an understanding of paganism, and nine gave an accurate description of a typical witch. However, none of them considered witches pagan. Among the 83 respondents knowledgeable about paganism and witches, there were a few Christians, and the others were atheists, agnostics, and Buddhists. And interestingly, all of them were former Christians. For entertainment purposes, I'm going to list some of their witchcraft responses to describe a typical witch. Evil, Atheist, A non Christian, They worship Satan, Someone who seeks power from dark, self centered spirits. A witch is a schizophrenic woman who thinks she can cast spells. A typical witch can cast spells and is involved in worship of the devil. Someone who practices a craft where they call upon the help from a cult. And occult was spelled A space C U L T occult, not occult. A person who worships Satan and helps carry out his wishes using curses and spells. There is no typical witch. It depends if they practice white or black magic, but all follow their god, Satan. To my surprise, not one person described a typical witch as one who wears a pointed hat and flies on a broomstick but it made my heart happy that the 83 people who accurately described pagans and witches were very positive. And I can appreciate all those who answered that they did not know what a typical witch is, because they've never met any. In an attempt to get this survey out to as many people as possible, I posted the link in several private groups. I was kicked out of one group called Believers on next door. Apparently, I had violated one of their rules. They did not allow any discussions about non-believers. Whatever the believers believed, they were not open to knowing anything about those different from them. Quite often, when a faith group has little or no knowledge about other religions, there is a tendency to fill in the blanks with exaggerations and inaccurate information. The lack of accurate information about different religious groups encourages religious intolerance and discrimination. Now addressing that whole devil concept, Mr. Satan, debunking that character needs an episode all by itself. I'll save him for later. As with anything in society, we encounter people who are ignorant about something. Aside from witchcraft, my favorite is when people confidently warn me that my Dobermans will become vicious and turn on me once their brains outgrow their skulls. Really? When has a brain outgrown a skull in any animal? Just recently, I heard that myth about Dobermans from an educated man, a criminal defense attorney. When I challenged him, he didn't know his sources, and he couldn't produce any evidence. So ignorance has nothing to do with one's level of education. When I use the word ignorant here, I am not referring to the slang or urban definition. I am referring to the lack of information. Ignorance is a continual problem for the pagan community. However, this cycle of ignorance will continue if the mainstream population, or majority, is not educated. Partly to blame on society's ignorance is the pagan community. While we continue to live part of our lives in secret, because of fear, or it's easier, or that it's not anyone else's business, we allow these stereotypes to perpetuate. Another part of the problem is that we are such a small community and don't have much public presence to warrant any mass attention to the religion. Therefore, we need to take advantage of opportunities to educate the misinformed. Ignorance does not necessarily mean bad intentions. Perhaps the five protesters at the Austin Witch Fest meant no harm, and they only wanted to save a few thousand souls from going to hell. However, if it were reversed, and five witches showed up on the front steps of their church on Sunday to cast a protection spell, they probably would not take kindly to the witches' good intentions. Fortunately, our community has become increasingly popular on social media platforms, featuring people sharing their experiences as witches and spreading their magic. For example, the hashtag, Witches of Instagram, has over 9 million tags. We have a growing online presence. Metaphysical shops and pagan festivals are popping up everywhere. Even with the increased interest in witchcraft, there are still many witches hiding in the broom closet. We are all very different, and we have different circumstances. Just like many witches, I too have tried to hold back my authenticity at times. My voice and the gifts that are uniquely mine have been seen strange and quite often not embraced by those around me. There were times that I did hide them to do what I thought needed to be done to be accepted and fit in. But there comes a point in one's journey where we spend too much energy hiding our authenticity. When we find the courage to express our authenticity instead of striving to fit in, the culture will begin to change. What purpose do we even have if not to express and explore our true essence? We cannot evolve if we continue to suppress our truth. Think of the snowflake. Each snowflake is delicate and unique. Yet when they come together, they have the power to create a winter wonderland of adventure. Think of the solitary witch as a delicate snowflake. But as a group, we have a chance to emerge with greater acceptance. When we express ourselves freely and honestly, the outside world will change as a result. So whether you are hiding in your cozy closet, slowly tiptoeing out of that broom closet, or flying with pride, grab your broom, because now is our time to shine.
0: Thank you for joining us for Witch casting with Theodora Pendragon. Have a burning question or have a topic you'd love Theodora and her guests to discuss on the show? Contact her through Instagram at TheodoraPendragon. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. And help us spread the word by leaving us a rating and review and sharing it with your friends. See you next time and may your magic Always shine.